welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Dom Housen. And I'm James Marriott. To think the season, well, should be just about over now. Would it be today was the final game or would it have been yesterday? Would have been yesterday, Middlesbrough at home. So we'd have been reflecting on a season of ups and downs, finishing with a late flourish and making it into the playoffs on the last day of the season, wouldn't we? It would have been, it'd have been a glorious podcast this week. Yeah, that's that's how I'm looking at it as well, James. Yeah, I think so. I think it would have been a uh, last day decider for that final playoff spot. Yeah, let's go with that. Mm. Yes, not yeah. we're not entirely convincing ourselves here, are we? Um, but none of that matters because this week on the show, we are looking ahead to next season, whenever it may be, however it may be played. We're not getting into any of that stuff. What we're looking at is the players. So we're going to try and assemble kind of our, are we calling it our dream squad or just kind of a, a sort of a, a realistic squad that, that Wednesday could put together for, for the new season? I think what we have to do here, James, is lay out some ground rules very clearly from the off. So we may call this the 25-man dream squad that we hope that Wednesday have got for next season. But yeah, I'm very much with you that let's be realistic about it. As much as we would love to see Kylian Mbappe lining up in the blue and white of Sheffield Wednesday next year, uh, I think he might be a little bit uh, sort of not in their price range as things stand. So uh, I also would then add... I'll just yeah. I'll just re- knock that one off my list, hang on. <laughs> uh, yeah, he might be there a while. Uh, and then I've been realistic with the sort of squad that I've tried to assemble here or put together in that as much as... I would like to see Kevin Westwood and Sam Hutchinson be part of Wednesday's team for the 2020-21 season. It's not going to happen while Gary Monk is in charge. So we're, we're, we're taking it on going off the basis that Gary Monk will be the manager next season. So you've got all those out-of-contract players, their futures to decide. Uh, and that Gary Monk is going to bring in his own players and coaching staff. But specifically on the players, then yes, when we go through each area in a moment, uh, it will be interesting to see uh, whether we actually agree on, on many of the positions and on the personnel that we choose. Well, we're not we're not renowned for agreeing on stuff, are we? But let's start with the goalkeeping department. So I assume we're going for three goalkeepers. Two of them yes. are a given. We've got Dawson. We've got Westwood. I'd be quite happy to stick with Paul Jones. Never seen him play, but I don't think we're really going to need him. It's just someone that's spare. I don't think it's worth so- us going and investing any more in bringing in a, a third-choice goalkeeper. Sorry, you did say Westwood then, but you you meant Wildsmith, did you? I I did. It's, sorry, it's okay. that's my um, lockdown brain kicking in. Yeah, actually, do you know what? I hadn't thought of it from that point of view. That you're right. That I, I had looked at other goalkeepers that Wednesday could bring in, but the reality is that if Cameron Dawson, Joe Wildsmith are going to have long term careers at Wednesday, then one of them has to be the number one. So if you bring in another goalkeeper, you're right, it's, it's detrimental to them. And also wages, taking up wages and, and expense, which, yeah, frankly, I think needs to go elsewhere. So actually, I go along with you that I think goalkeepers, let's keep it nice and simple. Dawson, Wildsmith and Jones, you're right. Uh, if Jones is happy, he's actually out of contracts in the summer, but if Jones is happy to carry on being third choice and probably never going to play, then, yeah, we'll stick with that because, let's face it, there are other areas of this team that need, I think, way more surgery than goalkeeper. Yeah, I agree. And I kind of feel like if we're going to bring in a goalkeeper, it needs to be someone that is better than 
Dawson or Wildsmith. Otherwise, we are just kind of throwing money away to bring in someone that's probably never going to play. And we've got Westwood there as well, so it seems daft to kind of go out and spend money on someone that we say is better than those two when you know there's someone there's someone already there. It's it's, it's just daft. So yeah, let's concentrate on those three. Right, let's look at let's look at the defence. Let's look at the fullback positions. So we know we've got Liam Palmer. Um, I'm going to go on the basis that we offer a contract to Morgan Fox and that contract is signs. Um, I'm also going to go on the basis that we're going to offer a contract to Matt Penny and that he will stay as well. Yes, and and I'm with you that, yeah, those three will be in the dream squad. Uh, and then there's also Azazi Urigidi's future as well that's to be decided this summer. He's another one that's up. Uh, and I actually would like him to be at Wednesday next season as the backup to Liam Palmer, a right back. Uh, and so I think one thing I would like to add actually about Westwood, we're looking at it from a pragmatic point of view, I would it be, it would be nice. I think it would benefit be beneficial all round if obviously Wednesday could find a home for Kieran Westwood if. If, if they say goodbye to Kieran Westwood this summer and I would also m- consider and look at Moses Odebajo in the same boat because I, you've got Liam Palmer, Fox, Penny and Urigidi. I I don't really want more than four fullbacks. don't know how you feel about that but that's where I'm at so I think actually Odebajo would be my odd one out there so if there would be a taker. Yeah, I think he's got to go. So if there would be a taker for De Baggio, and you're also freeing up, again, reducing that wage bill. It hasn't worked out for De Baggio, as we've talked about before. Urigidi, I think there's something there. Uh, and I think there's someone next year who could maybe come in and play 10 or 15 times, perhaps, depends on Liam Palmer's fitness or whatever. Uh, that... Don't get me wrong, I think actually fullbacks is is an area that is, is not the strongest department, is it, really, in Wednesday's team. But I, I'd rather try and improve the spine, if I'm totally honest. I've, I've got one, uh, one thing that I'd question out of all that, which is that I, I think I'd agree that I'd give Uruguidi a contract. I wonder whether or not it would be better to send him out on loan maybe in League One where he's actually going to play some regular football because this is a guy I know obviously he came to us from was it Wimbledon that he came from but hasn't played uh, a great deal of first team football and you would you would imagine if things go according to plan and we don't pick up injuries next season he's probably not going to be a first choice fullback in this Wednesday squad either so I, I wonder whether or not it's worth sending him out on loan and thinking about him as being a player for maybe only until January maybe he could come back for the second half of the season but but probably a player for the year after which would mean that we probably would still need to bring in someone if we went down that road I'd go along with that Uh, and frankly I would have liked to have seen more Wednesday youngsters go out on loan this season what we had Connor Kirby and Matt Penny I think is the only two. Uh, so actually, to me, that's been a, a, a bit of a disappointment, really, that I think Urigidi, yeah, he had that period in January, February, where he had, well, you know, he's played four matches, but actually, I think he is someone that, you're right, I think he needs game time. Uh, what was he now, nineteen twenty? So, it, yeah, if there was room to do that, I suppose... Way I'm looking at it as well. So we've got a centre back. We've got Bernard Tom Lees, Dominic Iorfa. There's got to be another centre back that comes in for me. David Bates is going back, the forgotten man. So yep. another centre back. Now we're looking at it and thinking so the whole of football right now, the financial impacts of coronavirus. So th- the dream squad here. You could what I'm. You, know, you could go for somebody really out there who uh, would come in and be 
absolutely top draw Wednesday. But actually, is he going to be affordable? We're looking. So I, I'm looking at players that are out of contract in the Premier League and the Championship as sort of players that Wednesday could maybe go at. Uh, and the one name who has been linked with Wednesday in the past, who could maybe come in and do a job as the fourth centre back, Daniel Iowa is someone who is contract to be up in the summer at Middlesbrough. Now, I know they're, they've they not had a good season, but maybe he's an option. Well, one, once upon a time, he was hugely well-rated, wasn't he? And it, it never he never really made that step up to Premier League football, and things just don't seem to have quite gone his way since he kind of tried to make that step up. It's funny you should mention that name, because that is one that was mentioned by uh, a listener, or 1992 or OR1992 suggested Daniel Iorfa. Uh, another name that got mentioned by Steve on Twitter, Jake Cooper. Jake Cooper, I th- yeah, he's not a bad player. I can see that. It, it wouldn't be the worst signing, that's for sure. Um, Jake Cooper. You see, another person I'd throw into the mix, and I think this is more of a dream. I think that this guy would be harder to bring in possibly than Daniel Iowa, maybe on wages. But James Chester, I'm a big fan of James Chester, actually. Uh, and he's got promotions on his CV. And James Chester might be, you know, I look at it and think he could be someone who you look at and think he'd be a starter like week in, week out. And then it's between Bernard, Tom Lee's, Dominic I offer to fight it out to partner him. Yeah. I out of all those, particularly because he's out of contract, Ayala would kind of look like the one that you think, well that that would kind of fit, but I imagine there's probably gonna be other clubs that are looking at him. You know, he's he's an experienced championship centre back. There are gonna be a lot of clubs that are gonna be sniffing around, so I would imagine he's gonna be on a decent wage at, at Middlesbrough and we'll probably not be expecting to take move too much of a pay cut. This is this conversation is all relative because we haven't got a clue what's gonna to happen to championship wages or anything like that, but let's go on the basis that things will stay pretty much as they are. Um so uh, it, it it is a tricky one. Um I quite I quite like the suggestion of Jake Cooper. But Ayala does seem to be the one that stands out to me. Um, we've also got a couple of names that have been suggested in terms of fullbacks. Um, Adam Matthews, uh, who I think is he at Charlton, was suggested by Steve, and Rico Henry uh, was suggested by Rob, who is I'm not sure Brentford. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Rico Henry would be an upgrade, I think, in that area. So Rico Henry. How gettable is he though? I, I don't know. I, that one, I, I, but we are going for maybe dream squad. So it, it I, the problem is you bring in Rico Henry and then it pushes potentially Matt Penny further away from the first team. But then I suppose on the, the flip side of the coin, we don't know whether Matt Penny will sign a new contract and stay at Sheffield Wednesday. We're, we're putting him in the dream squad on the basis that he will. So I suppose there are those permutations. Uh, but I, I I would like to see a centre-half come in who will seriously Im- improve the team or, or again, as someone that I think uh, is, again, will improve and, and will make them better. So I, I think centre-half for me, when you're looking at signings that this that Wednesday have to make in the future, I think that has to be a priority for me over full-backs. So who are you going to go for? Uh, you see, the problem is, I don't think Iowa is is maybe necessarily the player he once was. So that would that would be my reservation for me with him. So actually, I, I know that there would be a queue of, of clubs maybe wanting to sign Chester, but I, I, I do think that he's in his 30s, he's experienced... Uh, and by all accounts, good character would add something to the dressing room. So I'd quite like to see Chester. Okay. I'm happy to go along with that. Maybe we treat Ayala as the backup if Chester doesn't come off. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'd go definitely with that. So at the moment, we have 
Palmer Fox, Bernie Lees, I offer Chester, Penny, Urigidi. Yep. Are we happy with that? Um, I think, yeah, so we've got eight, that's eight defenders there, isn't it? So we we could maybe actually afford to have another one, really, I suppose. So maybe we could put Henry in there. All right. Let's go with it. Yeah, we're doing this off the cuff, aren't we? So we'll put Rico Henry in there. So, yeah, uh, I think it's quite a balanced back four. And uh, I think, I mean, the, the whole point of the dream team as well is that not only are we looking at it pragmatically, realistically, what Wednesday can afford in the current climate and stuff, but then also with a view to actually this will be a squad that would then be capable of challenging for promotion. That surely has to be the end game here. That that needs to be the yeah the ultimate, doesn't it? That's what we've got to be aiming for. So I suppose that brings us neatly onto midfield. So what are you looking at here in midfield, then, James? Well, I mean this this is really where things start to change, isn't it? Yeah. Because we've got a lot of players who are out of contract. So Sam Hutchinson, let's assume that he's gone. Kieran Lee, let's assume he's gone. Joey Pellipessi, for me, let's assume that he's gone. I don't know if you would disagree on that. No, I wouldn't disagree with any of that. I think that there's got to be some ruthless decisions made and I think that midfield uh, is certainly an area that needs some strengthening. So, yeah, for me, I think all three of those have got to go. So that's going to leave us in, in the central midfield positions with Barry Bannon, Massimo Luongu, Alex Hunt... Yeah, agreed. Anyone else? I, I, it's it's a tough one, but I think that I wouldn't be offering a new contract to Connor Kirby. Uh, I'm not right. sure okay. that from what I've seen of him, I'm not sure that he's gonna he's gonna cut it in the championship or he's ready for the championship just yet. And also, he would be looking at that's fourth choice clearly to me. If you're saying that Bannon and Luongu are your first choice pairing in the centre, you want Alex Hunt to push on and play more. So I still think there another central midfielder is required. So the name that I would throw out there would be Jeff Hendrick. Okay. So where's he? Is he at Burnley? He is at Burnley and he is out of contract in the summer. Uh, he's another one where I'm sure that there would be a number of suitors for Jeff Hendrick. And also, you've got to think he's going to be on a pretty sizable wage at a sort of bottom-end Premier League team. So I am aware of that. But then I do look at Jeff Hendrick, the player, and think the energy that he would bring in there uh, and he's capable of popping up with the, uh, the odd goal war here here and there so I I, I I just looked at the options there in the Premier League and think that Hendrick might not be a bad fit I mean personally don't know how you feel James I'd quite like to actually see some more physicality in there I think really well, it he... needs somebody with strength and power something a bit different to and it's another reason why I'd, I wouldn't want to keep Conor Kirby really I don't want a sort of completely sort of that small diminutive midfield I think Wednesday need to have somebody in there who has got some serious presence about them yeah um, I, I I think you're absolutely right there and it does need some steel in there so a um, couple of names that have been suggested to us that would probably fit that kind of criteria that we've set there now I, I don't I haven't looked up kind of what their situation is as to whether they're out of contract what what stage they're at with anything so um, Gareth suggested Tom Huddleston he, he, do you know what he was someone that I considered or looked at before but Again, is Huddleston past his best? Uh, look at where Derby are in the table. Uh, and another thing I would say about Huddleston is that I think in December he'd be 34. So right. not not exactly building for the future, are you, by bringing in Tom Huddleston? And also, is he the right type of midfielder that Wednesday need? He's a really good technician. We know how good he is on the ball. But then don't Wednesday... If Hutchinson isn't staying, 
isn't what Wednesday need actually more of a sort of defensive minded midfielder, someone who can anchor the midfield, interceptions, tackling, getting up and down the pitch. Does Tom Huddleston have the legs for that? But then I suppose by the same token, you've then got to look at it and go, you need that blend of youth and experience in there. So I suppose if you looked at it, you brought Huddleston in, the counter-argument is what a great player for, say, Alex Hunt to learn off. I don't know. I feel like with Bannon, we've got we've got the experience, and with Luongo to an extent, you know, he has played yeah. a lot of games at this level. So, do we do we really need experience, or do we need that that kind of metal that that we talked about um, earlier on? So, another name that could be interesting. So, um, I think this guy's at Brentford. He's a bit younger, twenty nine. Um, I'm going to get. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his first name because I'll get it wrong. But it's uh, Makotio. Yes. Yes, uh, I, the, the tricky one with him is I've not seen enough of him play to make a sort of proper judgment. But yeah, he's more of, again, sort of in the athletic, big, powerful. And, and the, I think he's a better sort of fit, really, than for what Wednesday need right now than Huddleston is. So I'd be more in favour of him than Huddleston. So I'd, I'd put him on the list right now, unless you can come up with any other names or if there's any any of us that spring well, to mind for you. The other name that got mentioned by a couple of people, and I'm not convinced on this one, is Alex Mowat, um, who obviously was at Leeds and at Barnsley, but doesn't really seem to have got there at championship level. Well, actually, he's had a very good season for Barnsley this year. He's been their captain and he's done really well in a struggling team. Going to talk more about Barnsley with some of the other sort of players that I'd be looking to sign from them. But Alex Moe wouldn't be for the simple fact that he's left-footed. He's a very cultured midfielder. Uh, and I do think he'd be, he's a decent operator in the Championship and he'd look better in a better team. Which you yeah, you know, so if Wednesday signed him, undoubtedly would be. But we you know, Wednesday have Barry Bannon there. Uh, and I do wonder if they're a bit too similar for me. So I wouldn't be looking at Alex Mowat. But I do it's interesting, I do think he's another who's out of contract. But Alex Mowat I don't think would be one that I'd be targeting. Now, someone I was gonna throw out there, uh, he does have connections to the red half of the city, um, but he is a really good player, Kevin McDonald. Yeah, I've heard people kind of mention his name, and I've seen him in a couple of people's kind of suggested teams. I mean, he is very associated with the red side of the city, isn't he? Um, of course, did very he's well not been at, with him for a few Wolves years as well. Yeah, 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 Wolves, and then he's been, he's been part of that Fulham team that got promoted a few years ago. So. Where are we um, looking at with age, though, with, with Kevin McDonald? Well, I think, what was he? I think he must be in his late 20s now. In fact, I'll just double-check. But uh, I, I'd, uh, he's someone who's not going to get any... He's not getting any game time at the minute. You know, he hasn't played much uh, this season at all for Fulham. So uh, he's well down in the pecking order for them. But uh, I, I think that, you know, he's still someone who's got a lot to offer. He'll be 32 in November. Uh, but that, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I, I think that he's a different, again, he's a different type of player to Barry Bannon Luongu. Uh, he is, you know, he's a, he's a tall player and he's, he's good on the ball. I think you'd be looking at, say, Luongu to maybe do the donkey work there. If you played them in a three, I think that they could give you a lot of control in there. If you played 4-3-3 with Kevin McDonald in the side, I, I don't think it's a bad shout. The only other sort of person in terms of central midfield I had down who um, is coming to the end of his contract at Hull is Jackson Irvine. Now... I, I, I'm not sure that he'd be a massive improvement on what Wednesday have, is, is all I would say. He's another one that's sort of flattered to deceive, I think, a little bit of Hull. Um, but I do remember him having a really good season at Burton uh, a yeah, couple of years ago. 
he is a name that's been suggested actually steve um suggested him to us um and yeah i mean i think i think we all do remember him just for kind of having that one little kind of good spell and it's not quite seemed to have sort of happened for him since then is is he a player that's you're gonna put in a squad that you th- that you're aiming for promotion with. I'm I'm not sold on that. I think of the names that we've kind of said. Probably your first suggestion of Jeff Hendrick, someone that's done it at Premier League level, is probably a good shout if we can get him. Yes, I I like Jeff Hendrick or Kevin McDonald. Actually, I think they would be my pick. I quite like Kevin McDonald as well. I, do you know what? I'm more sold on. But I, I, there, there, are, there are people who are, are like furiously tweeting us as they're listening to this for us even suggesting Kevin McDonald. Yeah, but that was a number of years ago now. And the fact is that he's played for his country and he's been a, a good player uh, at, at the championship level. So I, I, I think that we've seen it before that players have crossed the Steel City divide so I, I think that it, all it would take is for him to string in at, you know, four or five good performances in a Wednesday shirt and people would quickly forget about that for me I think that's irrelevant I, I think it's more important what he could actually bring to Wednesday's midfield and make them better and I think he could so I, I, I wouldn't be discounting Kevin McDonald just for his association a number of years ago at United are we are we go, are we going for a, a four or five man squad when it comes to central midfield? Then how do you feel on it? I think I'd, I'd certainly. I think I'd be happy with four, but then I suppose when you factor in Luongo's injuries this year, and Bannon does also pick up the odd injury problem here and there, and, and then you've got, it's, it all comes down to. We don't know what system Wednesday are going to play either. Will they be playing three in midfield? Um, and so if the, if they do, you'd probably want five. So I don't know. What, what, what do you think? The, uh, yeah, I mean, the issues that Bannon and Luongo have had with injuries leave me a little bit nervous when you think that Alex Hunt is still quite raw and we've seen good things from him, but you know what? What if he has to have a run in the team, and things just don't happen for him, and that leaves us really exposed then, and and probably you know quite reliant on. Well, you know it, it would leave us either you know having to play someone out of position, or you know trying to bring someone else very quickly through the uh, the academy ranks. So I'm I'm going to be tempted to to go for five players there, particularly considering the fact that. You know, Jeff Hendrick and Kevin McDonald, I think, would be solid additions. Yeah. Oh, I, I think they'd be really, you know, very, very good acquisitions, I think. I suppose this is maybe more of where, when we're saying the dream squad, how realistic is it that you'd get both of them? But I think on, on this one, let's just, I think we're going with what we'd love to see, or I think what we both genuinely believe, I think would be, um, you know, good business. And I think they would be. So we're saying Bannon, the Wongu, Hunt, McDonald, and Hendrick then. Yeah, so we're we going for a 25-man squad. Yeah, so I think that's us up to 17. So that brings us on to the wingers then. So we know we'll get. We'll, I think I think that's only 16. Uh, three goalkeepers. Oh no, we went yeah. we went for an extra defender, didn't we? Yeah. You're right. So that's 17. Yeah. yeah. So that's going to leave us with four four wide players and four strikers, effectively. Yeah, I think that's the perfect amount. I'd be quite happy with that. Well, we've got Adam Reach, yep. we've got Kadeem Harris. Yep. <laughs> uh, and what have you got down on your list? I haven't. Oh, hang on. Let me look and see who I've got that's not an out-and-out striker. I think everyone that I've got down here are, are kind of out-and-out strikers. So, one player that um, it, it, who Wednesday could maybe look at this summer who is going to be out of contract at Bristol City is uh, Nicholas Eliasson and I've seen him a few times and he is very unpredictable he's quick he's direct um, end products 
does let him down from time to time. But he would be, I think, someone who you look at and think he'd be exciting, though. Or again, it'd give you maybe... On, on the days when he's really in the mood, I think that he could, from off the bench or starting, I think that he could be a really good alternative there. Well, um, I was looking at the wrong bit on my list, actually, because I was looking at attackers, uh, and actually I'd put wide players in the midfield section. So uh, he was suggested, actually, by Steve, ah. who also suggested Sammy Amiobi, who is, I think, out of contract at Nottingham Forest. Well, I hadn't actually looked to see whether he's out of contract, but I'll tell you what, he's had a really good season for Forrest. He, he scored, it must be, what, half a dozen goals, quite a few assists. Um, I remember him ripping Wednesday apart, actually, um, in the first half for Bolton when uh, they beat Wednesday 2-1 at their place and he scored. Uh, he absolutely terrorised them. I, mean, I think Adam Reach was playing at ref, left back and had a stinker against him so yeah Sammy Obi Sammy Amiobi would be someone that if he's not staying around at Forest then uh, yeah I'd, I'd certainly be looking there that, that wouldn't be a bad signing at all so he's not really I don't think he's an out and out wide player but somebody else I, I put down on the list for, um, who has had a really good season and a struggling team in the championship is Connor Chaplin at Barnsley now he's sort of played in the number 10 quite a lot for Barnsley. And he's got 12 goals this season. And so on the basis that Barnsley, you would think, are going to be relegated should this season resume any time soon and we, and we fit, complete it. So if Wednesday were to have a little bit of money available and there's no reason to suggest that they won't have a little bit of cash... Then Connor Chaplin at 23, I think, has got a lot of potential. So, as somebody in the attacking area, I'm not suggesting he'd be a wide player, but I think Connor Chaplin might be one, again, that they could look at. Um, yeah, I remember him causing us a few a few problems at Oakwell, if I remember correctly. And I've, I've seen him um, in highlights of a few games. He He's not afraid to run at defenders, is he? He can give defenders a real hard time um, and definitely pops up with a few goals as well. So I, I can see where you're coming from with that one. Um, does, does he fit into those four potential wide players? Probably not. Uh, I think he was a wide player when he was... At Portsmouth, but I think he's not not so much these days at Barnsley. So maybe he might be someone that we add to the centre forwards when we when we go on to that onto the striking area. Maybe we're looking at Chaplin more in that position. So I think that still then leaves us with the wide area. Um, and the only other name that I had in in attacking midfield role, not not a wide player, but. I, Again, we're talking dream team. Someone Wednesday could maybe bring in on loan from a Premier League side next season is Emile Smith-Rowe from Arsenal, who has been outstanding by all accounts at Huddersfield uh, in the last few months since joining them on loan. And he's 19. Again, we're talking England under 19 international. So he, he on the ball is... Terrific. He's got serious quality. So, I, I he, he's someone when you... It, it, we all know that it could, it's going to depend a lot, largely on what formation Wednesday play. But when you're looking at... Wednesday are going to have to use the low market, surely, aren't they? So, as a, maybe as a loan signing, season-long loan, I, I, I think for his development, he's still only going to be 19... That might not be a bad shout. I like that. I think that's a really good shout. I think that's a really good shout. To be honest, the only other name that I'd got written down was Jacob Murphy. Yes. I, do you know what? We nearly forgot about him. You see, I think this is where maybe we disagree. I I probably wouldn't mind seeing Jacob Murphy back on loan next season because I think he's shown enough in the last few months to suggest that on the right side... That uh, I think that he's shown 
He's, you know, he's, he's went to his second top scorer this season, James, you know, with five goals. So you then look at also... I, well, I know, but but just con- consider that statement, though. I mean, that that is yeah. more a representation of where we're at as a team than Jacob Murphy particularly being outstanding. Yeah, but in light of us maybe struggling to agree on another winger, because if we're saying Eliasson's going to be in the final... 25 then we need another winger but I suppose this is where again when I've scaled around and looked at Premier League clubs championship clubs who might be available on free transfers or where you're not having to pay huge amounts of money I think that's where it's going to be really tricky so I think it will end up being a loan that Wednesday may be used in the wide area so Possibly Jacob Murphy comes into the equation. I think of of the names that you've talked about there, I think Emil Smith Rowe would seem like the more exciting yeah. one. Um I, I wouldn't, you know, I'm 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 not gonna have a shoes off protest if Jacob Murphy comes back. Um but I don't really feel like he's done enough this season for me to think, yeah, I want him in my dream squad for next season. I love that shoes off protest. Love it. Uh, <laughs> right, so I'm going to put down. I'm going to put down Smith Rowe as our first choice, yeah. and I've got Jacob Murphy written in brackets next to him. Yeah, I, I, I he's, I, he's our backup. Yeah, I, I would say so. Do you know what? I mean, the other thing to remember about our wide is if Matt Penny's staying, then Matt Penny's a wing option as well. So you have got yeah, that's true. you have got that versatility there. So I'd rather see players who've got maybe more of the X factor, and that's what Elias Eliasson I think would bring. And then also Smith Rowe is the type who, when you need a bit of creativity from deep, uh, I, I think he can unlock doors. Uh, and he's young, exciting. I think he's got a big future ahead of him. So, yeah, I think that's the way forward. And I actually then think, I don't know about you, that's not a bad-looking midfield. That's all right. It was interesting, that point about Matt Penny as well, because we did bring in an extra fullback, didn't we? Yeah. So we've got that flexibility to use Matt Penny higher up the pitch if we um, if we want to. So that's, um, that's, that's pretty good. All right, that's going to bring us then on to strikers. So let's do the easy stuff first. Let's assume that we're giving a new contract to Stephen Fletcher. Let's assume that he signs it. That's it. That's the only easy one, right? This leaves us with a real big question here. And, and I know what we're going to say about this, but the question is Jordan Rhodes. I think we'd all probably say it's time for him to move on. The issue is how realistic is that? Uh, well, yeah, it's it's interesting that this week, again, there's been more reports of Celtic interested in him. I, I do think there's maybe something in that. Uh, and uh, frankly, James, although Jordan Rose's career has taken a nosedive in the last three years, I still think there would be clubs that would be interested in taking Jordan Rhodes, uh, whether that's permanently or not remains to be seen. I think maybe you're looking perhaps another season where he's out on loan. I think uh, maybe that's what we're looking at. But yeah, I, Jordan Rose is the only striker right. that is contracted to Wednesday um, for next season. We know that. Uh, and But I, I'm like you that I don't want, I, I don't think that Jordan Rose is in my final four. I, I think actually Wednesday need a complete no. clear out uh, in this striking area. So I'm sure you're about to get onto the other out contract players. And, and actually, I wouldn't offer any of them a contract. No, me, me neither. There's only really Stephen Fletcher. To be fair, there would even be a question mark over that, if not for the fact that it would leave us with no one. Yes, uh, but I, I feel that Stephen Fletcher still has at least one more really good season in him where I think he could emulate and do the business like he has done this time around. So, I, I, yeah, okay. Stephen Fletcher on reduced terms would be great for, say, one year. Well, I, I'd think more likely to be say two years and then that will free us up for some space for the three other positions well let's go back to your suggestion earlier of um, Connor Chaplin are we going to go with him potentially for one of them which is going to leave us with two positions well actually funnily enough I would have 
two players from Barnsley that I would I would like Wednesday to look at. So Connor Chaplin was one on my list. The other one who I actually think I'd sign over Chaplin if if you sort of push came to shove said said you know said that you could only have one of them. Corley Woodrow. Corley Woodrow has had a fantastic season for Barnsley this year. 15 goals, I think, in 33 matches. Uh, so you give him more ammunition, uh, then I, I, I just look at it and think that his score goals in a better team. Uh, and I do think he's a good player, back to goal. I think hold up play. I think that Corley Woodrow is someone that it, there probably will be a few teams where he'll be on the radar. Um, and he and he's someone that would cost a fee, uh, but I don't know. Maybe for a couple of million, I think that's you know, you're looking at it. He's not reached his peak yet, uh, so if you're saving a lot of your budget on the striking area, and let's face it, James as well, this is where when's he need goals? When that's where when's he are badly short of goals? And you're saying that only one player after 37 matches this season. It's cracked double figures. There is a problem there. So up front, we need goals. And so I think Corley Woodrow should be in the mix. Okay. Uh, I think that's an interesting one. Um, I think if we are spending money there, then it's going to limit what we can do with the other two. So we're probably reliant on either a couple of free transfers or maybe a free transfer and a loan. A name that's come around time and time again, and we it's a name that we've discussed actually a couple of times and it, it keeps coming up, is Lyle Taylor. I wouldn't be against Lyle Taylor in the sense that I think he's someone who over the last few years has really developed as a player uh, and he very much is the key man at Charlton. Age, you look at it and you think he's 29, but... Let's assume that Stephen Fletcher, he's not going to, I think, play an entire championship season. I think that's unrealistic to expect that he'll be fit for all of that. And so if you're looking for somebody who is a little bit like for like, then Lyle Taylor, I don't think is a bad option. Other names that but have got I don't mentioned. Think he's good. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say that I don't think he's, he will he's necessarily going to be someone who would fire Wednesday to promotion though. But I think as a third or fourth choice, uh, I don't think that it would be horrendous by any means if Wednesday signed Lyle Taylor. I'm going to throw four of the names at you. See what you uh, see if any of these kind of um, do it for you. So these are all people that have been suggested on Twitter. Joe Garner, Jordan Hugill, Scott Hogan, Danny Ward. Obviously, some of those would be potential loan players. Yeah. Out of those four, the one that um, leaps out to me uh, straight away would be Scott Hogan. Uh, Scott Hogan would be, I, I think, a very good signing. And when you look at it, he has really he's turned his career around because he went through a very lean spell after... Brentford, what was it? Yeah, I think he moved to Villa and then Sheffield United. He had a loan spell where he didn't score any goals. But then at Birmingham, uh, he has formed a great partnership with Jukovic. Availability-wise, I don't know how difficult it would be to, to get a Scott, a Scott Hogan in. I don't know. Uh, but out of those four that you reeled off, he's the one that excites me the most. Uh, Danny Ward was someone I had on my list as well, but he, has he has he done it in the championship though? Yeah, he's not even a regular for. Yeah, where is he now at Cardiff? I think uh, he's out of contract. I think in the summer, but I suppose if you're looking for balance, he's a left footer and he has got a bit of pace. So I, I wouldn't be against Danny Ward. Is, is he just a little bit the wrong end though? I don't yeah. know. Do we? It, should we? Should we be looking if we've got? Stephen Fletcher, Corley Woodrow, Lyle Taylor. It's, it, are you looking at like a Prem on loan striker or maybe is that a bit of a luxury? Um, I'm thinking like, you know, a young kind of from one of the the Premier League teams who doesn't quite make the cut for one of their, you know, 25-man squads for that final position. I, I, I'm not... I don't know. Um, I just had a look, by the way. Scott Hogan has got another year at, at Villa, so that would... 
you know, potentially be um, a loan if they were maybe looking to loan him out. I guess that depends on whether Villa survive in the Premier League. Well, that's the point, isn't it? Right now, you would think Villa in 3-4 before football was suspended and looked as if they were heading down. So they may have, they may look at that and go, well, Scott Hogan's actually doing the business in the championship. So we might have, we might actually take a proper look at him or persevere and not allow him to go. Um, but we're sticking with the dream here. So I, I think Scott Hogan's a great shout. See, Jordan Hugel really impressed me uh, when he scored twice uh, against Wednesday for QPR when they won at Hillsborough back in August. I thought that was the best he'd looked in years. But actually, you look at his goal return since the early months of the season, and, he and yeah, it's not been great. Uh, but he's sort of a big, powerful unit. He's one of them that I'd rather actually, in many ways, that Wednesday, if you're looking at a loan signing, I'd rather Wednesday sign Jordan Hugel than Lyle Taylor. Frankly, but but do I think that Jordan Hugo and Scott Hogan? Do I think Wednesday will sign two two players on loan? Do I actually think that's sensible for Wednesday to sign two players up front on loan when that would maybe leave them with Stephen Fletcher and one other? I I, I think maybe Wednesday need three permanent strikers on the books. I think I'd feel more comfortable with that. And possibly one leg. I kind of feel like we need if if we're going to sign strikers. See, I, I wasn't overwhelmed at the thought of Danny Ward, but he's what twenty eight, twenty nine years yeah. old. There's still a few years there. Um, scored some goals this season, five or six goals. We've got to look at the balance of the forwards. We've got, we can't have them all the same, can we, James? So we don't want. If we're having Stephen Fletcher and say Lyle Taylor, so they're your two biz- big physical frontmen, aren't they? So, you, so the other two, we need some pace, don't we? Or, or, or we need a bit of unpredictability there, don't we? We need. We, we're looking for partnerships potentially here, aren't we? Or we're looking for little and large, or we're looking for that, aren't we? Yeah, you're right. I mean, pace is an important one. Because we're generally, you know, the names that we've talked about there are players that are, are maybe not, you know, the late twenties and 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 not got that sort of that hunger, that youthfulness that maybe you want from a striker. Now you're going to get that from Corley Woodrow, aren't you? But do we need it from somewhere else as well? You see, out of I mean, who was the other striker? You said Hugo. You said uh, Ward Hogan. Who was the other one? No, Joe Garner. No, 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 not for me. Joe Garner, I, I, he's never really cut it in the championship. He, he's never. So I no, agree. Joe Garner, I, I'd be yeah scratching him off my list. I, I think the way to go would be Fletcher. Well, I'd like Fletcher Woodrow, Chaplin, and uh, Danny Ward. I think. I think that I think I'd be really happy with that as my front, my front four, my four striking options. Okay, that's reliant on us having enough money to bring in two. True. So, I'd like Chaplin to come, but I think Woodrow will score more goals as an out-and-out striker. So, Fletcher, Woodrow, Ward, we're saying are in Scott Hogan. I think Scott Hogan. And then, do you know what? I think... That from four, you see, I could just picture now as well, actually, Fletcher and Hogan, if they hit it off in the same way as what Jukovic and Hogan have done at Birmingham, then uh, I, I think, you know, you're then looking at Woodrow to fight it out with Hogan for the starting spot, and then, what was it, Danny Ward as maybe fourth choice. I, I'd be really chuffed with that. It's not bad, yeah. I think it's looking a very so we- strong squad. I think we've got a squad. And we didn't argue and bicker as much as I thought. No, I think um, I think we've done all right there. By the way, one name that we've not even mentioned, I mean, we did talk about just shipping out all other attackers. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're not, I'm assuming you're not giving any consideration here to Fernando Forestieri staying. I did consider it. And then I decided uh, it's time to say goodbye. 
I, I think it, it, we we just need it up front. It, it it's too same. It's been too samey now for years, and I just think that uh, Forestieri, Sam Winnell, and Atty knew you. I think it's time for them to move on and, and I think Wednesday need to go in a different direction and so that's why I'm hoping that I think pace for me has to be so high up on the agenda and attack and I think that the players that we've included in the final squad I think that we, we'd certainly have more pace in this Wednesday team if you had them and then and in the wide areas with people like Elias and two, I, I think that uh, to me, I find that genuinely exciting. So we've got a squad. Should we? Um, should, should we stick it across on an email to Gary Monk? <laughs> uh, Gary Monk at swfc.co.uk. I assume that's his email address. I'd imagine that goes straight up. Flashes on his iPhone. I would imagine there and then. Obviously, yeah. I think I'll go straight in there into his uh, into his mailbox, James. You go for it, mate. Right. I'll I'll get it. I'll get it typed up and I'll get it across to him before the end of play today. I'm sure he will be eagerly anticipating that. Uh, by the way, if Wednesday do sign any of these players, we take the credit for it. That's how this works, yeah? Oh, yeah, no. I thought we said that at the start. Damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. 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 <laughs> right, good stuff like that. We'll be back um, next week when we may well, and this will be the first time that we've ever done this, we may well have a couple of guests who are joining us for a bit of a special show next week, but we'll tell you a bit more about that in the next few days. Uh, you can catch Dom at Dom Housen. I'm at James Marriott or contact the show at Dom and James. And thank you as ever to our lovely gold sponsor, Taito Law, who you can find at titolaw.co.uk. Thank you for joining us. If you like singing the blues, please rate and review the show in your podcast app. Up the owls and see you next week. 